Hey everybody, Mark here. Thanks so much for tuning in to this Campus Takeover Edition featuring the San Mateo campus. This campus is super close to my heart because it's actually the campus that I was first attending way back when I was introduced to Menlo Church about five or six years ago. And it's an amazing story to hear how the campus started to where it is now. What a journey, what a transformative experience the campus has had as well as all the people that have been attending there and call that campus home. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Jenny, Junior, and Matt. Well, welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast Takeover Edition. Yes. With the San Mateo campus. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, we are too. So we have three guests today. Uh, Why don't you give yourself a little introduction, your name, how you got to Menlo, Mm. and maybe where you were from originally, your hometown. We'll start with you, Matt. Okay. Matt Stefan, San Mateo campus pastor. All right. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And very proud of that. Yeah. It's a great, great little place. Uh, I've been in Menlo for seven years. I used to work at a wonderful little church called Sunnyville Prez over uh, in Sunnyville. Mm -hmm. And then I came to work at the Mountain View campus for a couple years. Been at the San Mateo campus for five years as the campus pastor. So if you can't break it in five years, (laughs) then it must really be solid. (laughs) Yeah, really. So. <laughs> a really right. good foundation there. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Thank whoever was there before me. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Jenny, tell us your name. Jenny Chang. I'm the campus administrator Woo! at San Mateo. Um, came here. I was actually just, well, oh, where, where am I from, right? Sure. Ohio is where I grew up. Okay. I don't really know where I'm from because I've lived in like a whole bunch of places. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, yeah. Um, LA, I've been in Michigan, um, Chicago, Philadelphia, Taiwan. Like You have been all over. Connecticut. So. This is why you're so wow. smart. No, yeah. You've been everywhere, seen says, everything. Where are you from? Yeah. I'm like, I don't really know. But I have been here in San Mateo for 13 years. Okay. Um, been at the campus. I was minding my own business, actually, as a volunteer yeah. <laughs> in the kids' ministry. And then um, that was about five, six or seven years ago. And then... Um, came on here as campus administrator about five years ago. Interesting. Okay, I always tell people a different origin story. Oh, what so is here that? now in public, I want to fact check. Oh my <laughs> lord! Oh, this will be fun. I always tell everybody, Jenny Chang is a secret weapon of our campus. She has an MBA from Wharton and ran it's like her not own. It's not so start- secret anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, MBA from Wharton ran your own startup. Are those true facts about you? Those are those are true. Hundred percent true. They okay. <laughs> but, How long did you run your own startup for? But but the startup only stayed steady. It didn't ho- you know how it's supposed to hockey Jenny. puck? It didn't hockey puck, but that's why I can be in ministry. Yeah. yeah. Hockey Would I be here? Yes. Be okay. But you know, some reverse hockey puck and crater. Yeah, it did not crater. So <laughs> yeah. I can say that. So I think stasis is an achievement. That's great. I, I what percentage so. of startups fail? Yeah. All I, of them? I do. I feel if like me and this guy success. started a company? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So those origin story facts are true those about are, you. Those are true. Okay. But you modestly keep them out of yeah. your introduction. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's an Avenger yeah. also. I listed my best qualities yeah. in my introduction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I said I was from Ohio. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good shout out. Nice. That's Good a great shout out. Nice. Junior. Yeah. Well, well, my name is Orlando, but everyone calls me Junior because most everyone knows my dad. I am from Redwood City, so yeah. just five minutes down the road. 
born and raised here in the Bay Area. Yeah, and I've been at Menlo for three, three and a half years. Yeah, um, yeah I was at Verbo. My dad is a pastor at Verbo, and we've partnered with Menlo for 20 years. And so I got to meet some people, Matt included. And yeah, just with time and prayer, I... I was like, all right, I think it's time for me to try something new. And then right when I made that decision, Sam Mateo was looking for a new worship leader. So it worked out. Like a glove. Like a glove. That's a great <laughs> Yeah, so your daytime job is this. Oh, yeah. So I, before coming to Menlo, worked full-time for an airline, Delta oh. Airlines. Long story short, I like handed my two weeks notice in. The guys, my boss like, can you stay on for two months just to help the transition off? Part-time. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Then pandemic happened. Yeah. They let me come off leave, which is amazing. I didn't do anything. And then when I, the time they were opening back up, I was engaged. So I needed the money. And so I kept the second job. <laughs> yeah. So I still work part-time at Delta. I work in uh, the tower, which is a lot of fun. People think I'm like the FAA calls planes. Yeah. I don't do that. Once they land, then I take over. But yeah, our, our department takes over. So when we fly Delta and we get a really good gate assignment, we can thank you. Yeah, You're the dude. guy. You're the guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, no, no. Are, for sure. Are you to blame if we can't find our luggage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if a flight gets canceled, it's probably because I pushed a button and <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sipping yeah, your coffee yeah. and went, oh, yeah. There's oh, probably Monday night football <laughs> happening. I got distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What perks are associated yeah, with your this employment is, at Delta? This is the biggest reason why I'm That's still a great there. Question. Because I get to fly for free, uh, like unlimited. And where? Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere Delta flies. Technically anywhere because we are we we're able to play pay a very small fee to other airlines to fly. It's flying standby, but it's still phenomenal. I'm still convinced it's the number one reason my wife married me, but mm. no big deal. Well, yeah. I, I yeah. do agree, and I yeah. think it's a good thing you got the job back because yeah, where sure. would you be now? Yeah. yeah. Who it's knows? the only reason we hired you. Yeah. We're trying to <laughs> get, Hopefully, get yeah. the tickets. I know that's never that? happened. Yeah. Three and a half years in, and I'm still. You're still waiting for you. Only <laughs> one person at Menlo has gotten the benefit of me at Delta. Thanks, dude. But it was when I could. St- I can't really say <laughs> that. I'll, I'll get in trouble. And that was Brett. So uh, yeah, I knew I didn't. Like a long time yeah. ago. How did he get? Guy. How did he get ahead on the list before? This was like before I even met you, you? dude. I just knew oh, him, and he was okay. flying Delta. Oh. I think so I just like, gave him a better friends. seat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I can't help any of you guys. Sorry, the rules are really bad. Yeah. yeah. Or great. If you look at that. Okay. Right? Well, maybe your finger can slip, well, and then we can do this next podcast from like. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I thought it'd be really fun, and thank you all for participating in this, for the guests that come on to this podcast to bring us a little gift, a little souvenir that we can leave behind. You can grab it whenever you want and take it back. But that way, when we're in the new studio space that we're in now, which is cool, we have this awesome shelving area. It looks great. This is all going to get redone too, but like, yeah. Yeah. And so we'll have tokens to remember each of our guests by. So if you did bring something, which I'm pretty sure you all did, why don't you get that out now? And explain what you brought and why you brought it. And we can start with... Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, I want to hear Jenny's. Well, <clears throat> I brought a vintage Menlo Look at that. Kids, oh, Menlo Kids um, that's incredible. t-shirt. Because okay, that is vintage looking. This is what I was wearing when I was minding my own business. And <laughs> God no kind of tapped me and was like, are you sure you don't have a little extra capacity to, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. to do something... In ministry, which I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know. I don't have anything I can do. And then this came up, and I was like, oh, admin and um, organization. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. this is – and I loved it. I loved – I would be 
checking kids in, and I loved seeing the new families come yeah. in. Yeah, and um, it's and it, so it, bad. It's got like stains I was going to say it looks love. Yeah, it's yeah, been, like, that's awesome. It's authentic, and I haven't thrown it away because it was kind of. It was meaningful, sure. So yeah. Wow. Uh, Thank you. That's amazing. Wow. That's an artifact. This is fantastic. Yep. <clears throat> okay, Junior. Well, I brought a bunch of things. I'll bring my first thing, and then yeah, I brought a pedal. Which, if you guys know me, I'm quite a collector. Like a, a gas pedal. Uh, yeah, for planes that? at Delta. A plane. <laughs> no. That's how the planes go faster. Uh, yeah, for True. those of you who are listening and don't know what guitar pedals are. But I remember we sound better than what we actually are. It's because of things mm. like this. Okay. Um, and so I, I collect quite a few of them. I actually am terrible at like reselling them, so I just collect um, a bunch of them. So I thought okay. this would be cool. Yeah. I definitely really use cool. this at Menlo. I use this a ton in the pandemic when we we're filming a ton. Oh, so, nice. What yeah. does that pedal do? This is overdrive, so it just makes you sound a little bit more rock and roll. Sweet. Mm. That turns up the rock and roll. Yeah. Turns up the rock and roll. Got yeah. it. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, dude. That's super good. Okay. <laughs> this is where it's. I brought this. <laughs> okay, now this is where you look at the camera. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. What okay. is this? Uh, what all right. This is a. Uh, this is a special. This is one of my prized possessions. Okay. <laughs> so two years ago, I asked Mark Morinishi to take me surfing so I could learn how to go surfing, oh. and I still haven't figured out how to go surfing. It's so hard to surf on a surfboard. You're doing pretty good, man. I spend a lot of time underwater. <laughs> but I have picked up a few tricks of the trade. Being from the Midwest, sometimes you can be like, oh, these California people are weak when it comes to extreme temperatures, hot and cold. Uh, sure. like, California oh. people. So we would go, uh, you know, dawn patrol surfing, and it'd be 40-some degrees. And you'd have a wetsuit on, and you're working hard in the water, so you don't really notice it. And I would see the other people out there when they would get out of the water they would have a laundry detergent jug full of steaming water and they would pour it on themselves. Yeah. I watched you do it. And I was like, these weak-minded people can't deal with a little cold. <laughs> and then uh, in many ways in life, I've learned this lesson. I am dumb. I'm not smart. So when I finally tried it the first time, I was like, oh my God, this feels amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so shortly after trying it for the first time, I started collecting laundry detergent jugs so that I could bring one for each member of my party. If you bring one for every oh, family nice. member when you go to the beach. It's a good move. So when we go to the beach, I put my kids in a wetsuit and a life jacket. And I just let them run around as much as they want to. And they go play in the water or whatever. And then I started bringing a jug for them. And yeah. now, right when we get out of the car and we get there, they say, can we skip straight to the jug of warm water? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll preach. That's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, this is my first jug. And I blame wow. you for it. And I love this one because I've used it enough times to where the intense laundry detergent smell is out of it. <laughs> so this is actually okay. my first most special one. But Thank it's an ode to you. And uh, you lowering your status to take me surfing once so thank you buddy thank you yeah a great gift that's yeah. awesome and uh now i have to get a new one to dump on myself <laughs> yeah so. maybe we can figure something out for you yeah sure we also have to figure out the new aesthetic that we're going for in the studio yeah we have a uh, bright hang yellow in. yes that's in. right this does not blend in and i won't be insulted if you don't put it it's on the top shelf piece. we need one so. you know <laughs> yeah that's right it's mm. also a conversation starter. Exactly. So. Exactly. And you can just plug this episode. <laughs> I feel like you have to watch it if you want to know. We should put the episode on it 
like in marker, so oh. you could just reference it yourself. Wow. Yeah. It or like draw a QR code on it. Yeah. And then boop like, it. <laughs> yeah. People can just use it. Perfect. That's right. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your gifts. My pleasure. This is great. And I'd love to give you all a chance to dive in a little bit more about how we actually became Christians. I find it super interesting mm-hmm. that someone that's been all over the place and seeming like a superhero's origin story, someone that had another day job and then mm. this became their thing. Matt, kind of the same same story there of how you moved from ministry to ministry to ministry. How did you find yourself at Menlo? But more importantly, how did you and when did you first connect with God? What was your, like, this is the moment, if you had mm-hmm. one, I became a Christian, or this has just been my journey with Christianity? So, love to give some space for that. Junior, why don't you start us out? Yeah. Um, well, I am a pastor's kid. I, I heard the other podcast with Matt Summers and Ethan, so I was like, oh, yeah, there's a few of us on staff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a pastor's kid uh, in, here in the area. My dad became a pastor when I was like eight. We started a life group at home when I was six, and then in like six months, there was 50 people in our living room, which was not fun. Uh, but it was amazing. And so he started church. I grew up there. My family were all very musical. Like all my aunts and uncles, cousins. Some of my cousins don't know how to play anything, but yeah, uh, give them a shout out. But uh, yeah, we <laughs> we. So I grew up playing drums at church, um, and then at like seventeen, my dad calls me into his room. He's like, "Hey, um, on Sunday you're gonna have to lead worship," which I'd never sang in public before. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and my dad's all like, "Our worship leader has to." has to he had some visa stuff so he had to leave so he's like so he only has two weeks left with us so he's gonna train you these next two weeks Mm -hmm. did you sing at like the church in your home uh when i was a kid no i played like i I play a piano and guitar so i would always like sing if i other people were singing but i never like led or or sang alone wow so this is like first time first time yeah and so then and i think i was like getting ready to do start doing youth stuff Mm -hmm. um so i think they knew I, i could sing and so yeah, and then I, I so I led worship for the first time at seventeen at, at the church, and then yeah, I was I was technically the worship leader there for for a few years. Um, yeah, and then just went through some some things where I don't I don't even know if it was a faith crisis, but in a way it was. I just needed to figure out right your stereotypical PK like I want to figure out my own faith thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it took longer than I thought. I was about two and a half years where I put all the instruments away. I I stopped serving at church and. Uh, it was hard two years, but it was like super necessary. And so uh, I was able to see that what I get to do at church is more out of an abundance of gratitude of my relationship with Jesus than anything else. And so I try to keep that in mind now. Like, hey, I get to do this, and it's like the greatest honor of my life that this is my job, my quote unquote. Um, but it, yeah, it comes out of my relationship with Jesus. And the second I feel like my relationship with Jesus is not there then maybe I'll think about something else to do to, yeah. to restore that, right? But mm. right now I'm having a great time and yeah, that's, that's how amazing. I, yeah. Wow, thank so, you for sharing. Yeah, of course. Cool. Jenny, how about you? So I can look back to two pivotal mo- moments where mm-hmm. I think God just called me and I think, well, the first one is that just as a kid, my parents both m- immigrated from a Buddhist country and so they were not familiar with who Jesus was sure. at all. Um, got invited to a Bible study that was actually held at a Presbyterian church. Um, So we'd go there on afternoons, and there were a bunch of us kids just running around. And I look back, and I'm kind of amazed that the the custodian at the church, he was cleaning the the church Mm -hmm. every Sunday after church, and he would come by, and he would tell us 
stories about the Bible. And that's how we learn. That's like our foundation. That's our Sunday school was the custodian at our church, which was really cool. And then you kind of fast forward. um, I think when I was about in third grade, there was a youth volunteer, Mm 19-year-old. 19-year-old kid. Like, I think about it now, but back then I thought he was so cool. (laughs) So old. But anyway, he was the one, he was just a student volunteer, not just a student volunteer, sure. and he explained really very clearly what it meant to accept Jesus. Wow. And um, I answered that altar call. Technically, it was like around a campfire, and there were a bunch of other kids. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, so that, that and I've never looked back. So that mm. was really, I think those were all really important points in my life, and that's important people mm. that wow. influenced it. Amazing. Yeah. Super cool. Can I ask uh, how did you ever tell your parents and what was their reaction to you becoming a Christian? They were there. So it was like so a church camp. Yeah. Okay. And, and and so I mean they became believers through their Bible study. Oh, so no I way. I think okay. it's really cool and um, I mean they wouldn't have known Jesus had they not come here and immigrated didn't that yeah. Bible study. And they're older now. My my father's passed and my mom is in the last stage of dementia and to know that they really know him. And she's still, even though she can't say a whole lot, she still lights up when I pray with her, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Huh. All right, man. Yeah. Um, really rewind it a couple generations. <laughs> My grandma and grandpa got married at 14 and 15, <laughs> coming out of the Depression. Uh, and then I don't know what to do with that, right? <laughs> I was like, wow, that's where this story began. <laughs> really yeah. took it back. Okay. Yeah, hundred years ago, maybe yeah. that makes sense. Right now, that is very controversial. <laughs> makes you uncomfortable yeah. to even say. Two thousand years ago, there was this man. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so they, by the time they were twenty-one, they had six kids, and they were going to a Catholic church. And when my dad was in high school, they had a moment where they switched to being Pentecostal, and it was much more like day-to-day faith. Mm -hmm. And my dad remembers that really clearly, like this, my grandpa went from uh, like drinking beers all day on a Saturday to like a lot more time at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. Like this was a really major life transformation that my dad sort of vividly witnessed, but didn't experience himself. Like they went to Catholic school, but he was like, zero interest. So, uh, when my parents got married and then we're going to have me, they were pregnant with me and they went to the church a few times with my grandparents. My dad had this, I think, overwhelming sense of inadequacy and deep need becoming a dad. So mm-hmm. he responded to one of these Pentecostal, come up here and know Jesus if you need help in your life moments. Wow. And that was, uh, and then my mom, um, super pregnant with me, watched my dad go through this experience, was like, I'm not doing that. And then one Sunday morning was like, okay, Jesus, I'll give my life to you. If when I open my eyes from this prayer, the row is empty because she was super pregnant, didn't want to scoot by everybody. And so she opens her eyes and like nine people had left. So she (laughs) gets out of there, they become Christians. And then like a week later, I was born. So grew up in this Christian household and we were really faithful church every Sunday people. Um, My dad, similar to me, raging extrovert. So he just like, I think, liked being there. Like the church lobby was his zone. My mom hated it and was like the first person in the car waiting for us. Mm. So church was like an enjoyable social experience for me always. Uh, 
and I watched my parents like learn and grow in their faith early on. But yeah, when I was in seventh grade, went to the youth group at our church, and there was a, uh, would you like to know Jesus in a more intimate way? And I said yes, and it was tearful and meaningful for me, and that was definitely the the genesis mm-hmm. of all of this. And it was really clear to me this big distinction between I've been going to church my whole life, and that was very different than knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really wanted to say yes to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how it went down. I didn't rewind all the way to Jesus Christ, but mm. somewhat close. <laughs> pretty close. We're pretty close to it. Yeah. yeah. We went back a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I also grew up in the church, uh, was a pastor's kid as well. My mom was my children's minister growing oh, up. Yeah. Um, so that was a mix of going to work with my mom and then going yeah. to the same place for worship on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so I think just being in and around that environment, always grew up with it. Um, being a part of my life, but really decided for myself, like end of high school. Okay. When I was like, I want to do this for myself. I, it's now a choice. My mom was actually pretty good about this. And it's kind of funny because we have some friends um, that were asking like, well, you and Missy are both like super Christian. And so like, are you going to raise your kids and like make them go to church with you? And we were <laughs> like, well, maybe, but we would more mostly hope that just like how we are would yeah. say yeah. more about what Jesus is like and not yeah. just like check the church box off. Um, and my mom was kind of that same way. She never really told me I had to go because we were super similar. And so we'd butt heads all the time. And if she told me to do something, I would be like, no, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> Even if I were like, actually really wanted to do it. Sorry, mom. But um, yeah, so she actually never forced me or made me go to church with her. But most Sundays I would go, except if there was like a basketball game or something. I had some sports or something. But yeah, and so it was just a kind of a slow progression to to being around it all the time to actually saying, yes, like I want this for myself. And part of that was the people that I met. Part of that was a really strong leader in my life that was really invested in me. And that felt really good. My youth Mm -hmm. pastor and young adult, I guess it would be students pastor was just like team Mark. And that just felt so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of times I didn't feel like I fit in at church. And I feel like that's kind of a, a, a theme that I've heard from a lot of people is they don't feel like they fit in. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, this place is for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that happens through relationships. So I was very lucky to experience that when I did and super, super grateful. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so we're all here um, representing different areas of the San Mateo campus. And mm-hmm. our heart is that other people would also feel that, man, mm-hmm. I fit in here. This is a place for me. And I think that you all do a great job of that. Part of how I got to Menlo was I actually applied to be the uh, San Mateo office manager right before um, they redirected my application and said, that's not a good fit for you. How about young adults? (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually in the lobby at San Mateo. I was attending there with my wife, Missy, and her family at the time. She was my fiance. And I really needed a job and I was considering all sorts of things. Mm. And I saw a slide, shout out to the production team, just a post-service slide that said we're hiring. And so I went on and I applied. And then from there, this happened. Wow. Don't know how. That was five yeah. five or six years ago. Yeah. I just want to go Wild. on record and say I would have hired you. Thanks, man. <laughs> I would have. I don't know who redirected that application. Yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. Someone else but needed The Lord was at work in this because yeah. that's how we arrived with Jenny and Mark. I know. So. Yeah. And obviously that's an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what I, I was so not. Far. 
going to say that, but yeah. and clearly I would not be doing what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you could totally yeah. host a podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, um, this is our first time having a Canvas admin, I think, on the podcast oh, ever. Oh, yeah. So you've got, nope, just to say no. No. Oh, we had juice. Oh, juice. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. that part out. with students, uh, too. Yeah. But Shout out, juice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, uh, juice. Tell us a little bit more about admins, mm-hmm. what they do, how they actually run the church, and oh, we how we church. can, like, <laughs> how we can help come alongside you with what you do. Yeah, well, so as a campus administrator, we do everything kind of behind the scenes from ordering the supplies, helping with communication, um, offering count, just all the, even even help make sure plumbing gets fixed, which is <laughs> important for all of us. I really love having plumbing. Uh, <laughs> we all do. Yeah, Thank you, yeah, I remember that on your cover letter. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. So anyway, it's like all that behind the scenes stuff. And I think um, what's great about it, and I know... I don't know what order we're doing. We're going to talk about volunteers and stuff, but the the ministry I get to be in is working with people who love doing stuff behind the scenes. Yes. And I love that because there are people who don't quite feel like Sunday or being on stage or uh-huh. being with kids maybe is not their thing or definitely not students, but we have a space here where people can grow and serve and right. we walk alongside each other and I get to pray with them and learn yeah. what's going on in their lives and mm. do things that the church needs done. So that's... That's wow. a lot of fun. So it sounds pretty relational too. Like you. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. some of both. Yeah. There's okay. like doing and then relation. And there's plenty of um, little volunteer groups I get to work with. Too. Oh, so fun. Uh, okay. Personal life highlight for me. Tell me if this is true. It seems like maybe your favorite part is getting to pray with those volunteers. I do. That is my favorite part. And that just is such a delight for me to watch you love them. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So well, it is very cool to watch. I'm on campus it? when they are meeting. Cause I'm doing something else, but I see them pray over in the lobby and the chairs. And yeah. Tell us about that. Before they work, it's amazing. Yeah. No, we we just like to. I mean, just like on Sundays, you have team time. We do our own team time. So okay. we'll, we'll pray. We'll catch up with each other. We'll pray for each other. We'll pray for the things going on in campus. So you guys can know. You guys can know that the, <laughs> the campus is well prayed for because as we're preparing yeah. for it, I mean, we are thinking about the events and, and I mean, God does way more than we can. We're just kind of moving little yeah. chairs around. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's fun part of it. Such an important and unseen part mm-hmm. of all of the amazing things that are happening at the campus. Yep. We, I even have a volunteer. We um, when we put in connect cards, we're praying over those connect cards. Yeah. As really, yeah. yeah, it's cool. So we just call her Pastor Jenny. Mm. That makes sense. So that's how you do it. Take yeah. notes. It's a group of rock stars. I'm just taking notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, what about you? Can you share a story of worship production and? I mean, it's creating an environment, creating an experience, sure. And because of that, there has to be some amazing ways that you're impacting those that are coming to the campus, those that are serving with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, we we feel like our, our purpose on a Sunday morning is creating an environment and a space where people can come focus on Jesus. I always, I always say is I don't think a song or a program or a sermon can change people's lives. I think Jesus can. And mm-hmm. I think we get the, the chance to shine a light on him, but they're going back to the relational aspect. Yeah. It's amazing. I think, um, I think the greatest asset we have at San Mateo is our people. And mm-hmm. I know it, it's, it sounds kind of cheesy to say, but 
yeah, just seeing the way that's how, the way some of them connect and connect with each other and help each other in life, it becomes uh, a bit infectious on the campus, and I could see yeah. people wanting to join that and people wanting to be a part of that group. Um, and yeah, like I am so blessed to do what I do. I'm not the best guitarist on our campus. I'm not the best drummer. I'm not the best singer, but I get to kind of hang around with them and and see their gifts at work and plugging into them wanting to see people grow and. You know, one of our, one of our shout out to Meryl, one of our producers. She's a, a rock star, and I would 100% be lost without her. But she, Same. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's honestly like amazing. Um, she, 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 she talked to me once about you know how her behind the scenes role. Right, she's in the back. Ethan said that they don't get enough credit, which I agree. I think they're they they make everything run so smoothly. But mm -hmm. just having. Hersey step out of the booth after service is done talking to people who are mm -hmm. going through different things mm. she called me over once to pray with somebody and and mm. and seeing she's like these are the people who were leading on sunday people who are going through stuff and they get to come and lay that lay all that down mm -hmm. and they trust us with that i think right um seeing that a volunteer like her could take that on i think that's so inspiring and yeah it's it and yeah. one thing that i really love about your ministry as well as I would assume at other campuses, but I just had more time at the San Mateo mm -hmm. campus is that it's multi-generational. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool thing because I'll show up on a Sunday and be like, Oh, that kid is in like Missy's students group yeah. during the week, but now they're up there playing an instrument. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. I, I love this highlight, highlight I have from one of our team is one of our guitar, he's an amazing guitarist now. His name is David young dude mm -hmm. grew up in students ministry. High school. Mm -hmm. He's like slaying on guitar. Um, he is in college now. He took a jazz course and all of the guitarists and, and some of the guitarists and bass players from our campus, we all went to his jazz concert just as oh, support. Really? And it is, we're, cool. you know, we're all completely different people. Right. And yeah, it was, it, it was so great to see that they're building relationships outside of what goes on in the hour on church, uh, on Sunday at church. So yeah, yeah so multi-generational, but you know. They're all great. One of my favorite things to watch about Junior is I think he's underplaying his musical talent a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you're yeah. super musically talented. <laughs> uh, and we were friends, I don't know, a couple years before you came on staff. I'd watch you lead worship in a lot of environments. And when you came on, I gave you a challenge. I think you're more than capable of being the person who sings every song and is like the bedrock musician of this. Sure. You, you could do that, but I want to challenge you to think of yourself more as the leader of the team, investing in those groups of people. And I think you would have figured that out along the way, but you just jumped in with both feet and like people over to your house, loving all those people, thinking mm -hmm. of that as your primary value add. And I think it accelerated all those friendships. You created this environment where all mm -hmm. those people yeah. could know and love each other. And it's such a gift that like the actual Sunday morning experience is sort of this byproduct of yeah. the other stuff that you've been doing, building people you've been loving. So I think that's a pretty remarkable thing about you. <laughs> if I could sing as good as you, I would just make it from that show. So <laughs> I think it's awesome that you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of character. Yeah. And so we might notice those that are up there that we can see mm. on a Sunday what's going on with the people that we can't see and what roles are there for people that might say, yeah, I can't really play an instrument, but I would love to help create this environment that you're talking about. 
Yeah, we have a, a whole production team. We have Steve Kreider, who's on staff part-time. He's our uh, sound engineer, but he, he also kind of knows how to deal with all, all the stuff back there. But we have a person who works in lights, who it's so much fun. I, when I learned how to use a lighting rig, I spent like hours. And then Matt's like, it's not a light show. <laughs> Honestly, I was like making like all these shows. Yeah, you, you would have thought it was a Taylor Swift concert after I did my first light show. Especially because we need a catwalk. In, yeah. in a three song set, one yeah. song would be like fireworks, and the yeah. other ones would be like it was just blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I it's would like spread different that lights. Time out, yeah. Allotment out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but the first song's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we have lights. Who we have an awesome group of volunteers. We have. Uh, yeah, sound engineer, which I, Steve loves having help, and yeah. he's he's trained up a few of the guys at our church um, for them to know. And we have graphics, which is it's at San Mateo. The way we run is like lyrics and like the basic information is one computer, and then all backgrounds and and all that kind of stuff is a different computer. And yeah. that person is the producer. And yeah, we have an awesome set of producers, but we do need help. Uh, a lot of we have yeah, we just we have a lot of people who are pulling double time and they work a few Sundays and so I know they would love the help and, and expanding that team and I think that crew yeah they don't get enough credit but they they make it seem what we do so easy mm -hmm. and it's 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 amazing because tell me what you think about this I think from a technical perspective there's like a sweet spot of it's technically interesting without being too difficult yeah like mm -hmm. those jobs are mm -hmm like meaningful, engaging, you kind of have to be yeah. a tech person and understand the aesthetic artistic side. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like you could never do it with, yeah. unless you're a computer engineer. I think it's kind of an interesting Yeah, no, I, I'm no computer wizard either and I've kind of figured it out. When I, it was <laughs> when, uh, we, especially the lighting. Especially, it was funny because when we, I, I was on, when I came on staff, we kind of shut, closed down five weeks into me working at Menlo and I count that as a blessing because it gave me a year to yeah. figure out how to use That's all right. the stuff back there. Because right. okay. I remember going back there and them telling me some of the stuff's going on. I was like, oh, this oh, is man. honestly, like I was like, speaking of Meryl, they make it, um, it, yeah, it's not computer science. It isn't enough to where you're feeling you're, you're, you're adding to the creative element of the church mm -hmm. with lighting and choosing different backgrounds and even ways to transition the service. And, and they all have great feedback from Matt and I on Sunday. And, but it, it is, and they all kind of are great at training too. Like, to be honest, it, I, it would be cool to say that I've trained them. It's the complete opposite. <laughs> they all trained me how to do it. And, uh, yeah. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. And Matt, we have a couple other ministry areas that aren't necessarily represented yeah. here. Yep. Let's talk about those. Okay. Uh, San Mateo Menlo Kids. It's amazing. Yeah. We have an absolute zoo going on there. Um, <laughs> it is crazy. And yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah, definitely for my kids. Those are happy places for them. Um, yeah, and that's just been like the most fertile campus ever. I think we had over 30 babies born to our campus during the pandemic. <laughs> and that's wild to think about. And then on Sundays, we have just like 150 squirrely kids in there. Um, so fun. Yeah, and I remember... Again, this is just one of those times where the the people who donate their time and expertise are amazing. Mm -hmm. But coming out of the pandemic, we had to ask some of the life group leaders to stop giving so many toys and candies uh, to the kids. And they were like, I just want to make it special so that they feel known. Mm -hmm. And we had to sort of explain, like, not every life group leader can do that. But the way that those adults make it 
not just a crowd, but a meaningful set of relationships mm-hmm. is really remarkable. And we have one room that is just overcrowded, right? There's like 60 kids in there every Sunday and they divide up into life groups and each life group has like 12 kids in it. That's an impossible ratio. But watching those adults make it still a winning formula somehow Mm -hmm. is amazing. So that's really fun. Student ministry uh, is awesome as well. I did 10 years of student ministry Mm -hmm. and our student ministry pastor, Donovan Doan, was, Shout out Donnie. was the tip of the spear coming back on campus and he spent months like with a fire pit and like 25 kids in the parking lot <laughs> in San Mateo microclimates right so yeah. so cold and yeah. windy and the you know focus on how do we serve these kids in their hour of need during the pandemic how do we make sure they can gather safely we're really seeing the fruits of that now where like there's just so many kids showing up on a Wednesday night who are getting to feel known, loved. They have a safe place. They have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. The statistics on adolescents being in a legitimate acute mental health crisis right now are mm-hmm. quite profound. So the fact that we've been able to create this stable environment with just a ton of meaningful relationships with the healthy, awesome adult disciples, like I'm just really proud of Donovan, really proud of that. Uh, and then Chris Conacondi leads our group's ministry and man, is there, she's a rock star. Chris just is such a deep person with like, you know, I think junior and I like people, but I don't know if I, (laughs) it it comes naturally to us to like pastor them and involve ourselves in in their world. But Chris just notices people in a, in a different way. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's really great. And I think. When we started coming back from the pandemic, one thing I noticed is people who, some people would come to me in the lobby uh, at San Mateo and whisper to me, I think we did surprisingly well, embarrassingly well during the pandemic. Hmm. Like other people were really struggling. We're doing fine. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't have that great of a pandemic. You know, (laughs) what was your secret? And so many of them said, we had an amazing life group. Mm. And we just knew on day one, that's going to be our bubble. And we did two years of, we're going to help each other out no matter what. And we're coming back now to like hug each other in the lobby, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. So Chris Kanakandi creating sort of the ecosystem where those little pockets of of love and joy can flourish. Just amazing. So... Yeah, those are the other... Minute. Do we have anyone else on our staff? We have some amazing interns. Oh, Connections! Wow! Oh, gosh. <laughs> let's let's that edit hurts. that part out, too. Wow. Uh, it's also kind of funny because when you mentioned students, Jess was producing today, and I could see her like fist yeah. pumping in the air because yes. I think you two used to That's do right. that together. <laughs> My most cherished yeah. era at Menlo Church was working alongside Jessica Havens. Nice. Not mine is too, to be honest. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Not only did we get to disciple so many amazing kids in Mountain View, we also spent so many hours putting up and taking down pipe and drape <laughs> <laughs> that whenever I have to do it now, people are like, dang. Where did you where did you it's learn to do He's that? He's very fast. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I learned all those we're, tricks we're still from Jessica. Like, going yeah. like this. We don't know what's going yep. on. Yeah. So uh major shout out to Jessica. Who can do anything? She can't. She really can't. So yes. let's star. talk let's talk about uh Junior's beautiful bride, Abigail, who leads our connections. <laughs> I helped perform their wedding and you think I would have wow. remembered any of that. So no. Uh I would say in addition to Jenny, our other secret weapon at San Mateo is our lobby. Yeah. yeah, making that a warm, yeah. incredible, life-giving environment is what Abigail is especially good at. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and 
I just came back from 10 weeks of sabbatical and I genuinely felt like I just miss our lobby. I miss our Sunday mornings. These are happy places for me that I just want to go to. So yeah, Abigail's an incredible leader and I feel foolish to have not listed her first. So she's easily the best part of our staff, probably the best part of your marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think she would say (laughs) pretty much anyone can do connections if you can smile and wave. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So anyone who's like, Kind of thinking it's like too much to volunteer. She's like, if you can smile and wave or open a door. Yep. Yeah. Connections. And sometimes we talk <laughs> about, um, like there's a human to human way where you can in 10 seconds tell someone how God mm-hmm. feels about yeah. them. Yeah. Mm. Let me just tell you how God feels about you right now by smiling and mm. saying, I'm glad you're here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are so many big things and nuances to ministry, but that simple gift is really amazing to give. Yeah. So sometimes Abigail lets me stand by the front door and I just love to watch all those volunteers <laughs> give that gift of, do you want to know how God feels about you? He loves you. So glad you're here. So, and there's a lot of other teams yeah. involved with that just mm-hmm. the, beyond the lobby that are really fun and amazing, but we got a great barista team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We have that's cafes. Cool. And something that's amazing about Abigail is, um, we, she came from Mountain View campus. She was doing Menlo Kids there, and she came to do connections at our campus. And she was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was, it's, this is true in any job, right? The first year is just all those unknowns. And it was so smooth. The transition was incredible. So I don't know if that's how she felt, but from the outside looking in, I was like, that could not have been... Yep. A smoother yeah. ministry transition. Yeah. So, in addition to Jess Havens, Abigail is somebody who could pretty much do anything. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. truth so. is, we got Junior so we could get. Abigail. That's right. Yeah. We thought we were so. going to get free flights at Delta. That yeah. did not that, pan out. Abigail got free flights. So, at Delta. <laughs> so uh, we got, can I we, tell you a funny story about yeah. he, he performed a wedding yeah. ceremony? Him and Adam did alongside of my dad. I'm an extrovert, so I don't know how to keep it to one person. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. But uh, at, so Matt says. Hey, stay in the green room. I'll go up and then I'll cue you when you have to come in when the wedding starts. Yeah. Like, okay. Matt prays for me. He heads out. This and then pre, come pre wedding. Pre wedding, right? Okay. The, completely forgets to tell me Didn't to come do out. Any of that. So then <laughs> the the wedding starts and no. I'm not out. And so then Matt cues Adam. He's like, Go find Junior. So we're like standing. Yeah. On the like on the literally, is like, Abigail like there? <coughs> oh, she's in the back, like getting ready to walk in. And Almost people are moment. actively yeah. trying not to say juniors. We so don't then, know where juniors. Adam, <laughs> yeah, Adam runs yeah. out looking I'm for me. Sm- I'm smiling the fakest smile yeah. of all time, waving to the crowd. Like, yeah, we're fine. So Wild. I start like realizing, like, oh my god, those wedding start. So I go around. So for some way, Adam and I completely miss each other. So Adam then runs outside, and uh, Abigail it, sees Adam running around. It's like, what are you doing? Okay, He's at like, Saratoga, <laughs> the walls are glass. So you can see outside. So from my spot on the stage, I see Adam running up one side of the building and Junior running the other way on the other side of the building. I'm like, I've ruined. It hasn't even started yet. My favorite thing is he runs across Abigail. And Abigail's like, Adam, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for Junior. (laughs) (laughs) And Abigail's dad's like, don't worry. They all say that. It's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Adam was like, I was full-blown panicking because I couldn't find you. Yeah. Bill is a bro. Abigail's dad saved the day. Yeah. And then I, luckily, I heard the music playing, so then I... You figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That was entirely my fault, but you fixed it. And you're still married. Yeah, still married. It's a happy ending. Abigail's connections director. (laughs) Bring it back around. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Well, with such amazing people that are involved on each of your teams, you have to be thinking about, wow, what are we excited for? What's next? Because mm -hmm. it seems like you're in a place where things are going super well now. But knowing you both, it seems like you are will continually try to make things better, try to dream for a little bit more. Yeah. So what are you dreaming about? And how can us as a larger Menlo Church, how could us that might be listening to this and attend San Mateo that might not be in or on your teams yet, how can we help partner with you? One of the things I tell our staff, uh, this is an old student ministry wisdom nugget here. Mm -hmm. People in ministry overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they could do in five years. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so fun is our team's coming up in that sweet spot where our whole team you know, has been here for three plus years, and we're really getting to see some of the momentum that we are able to watch God build really at our campus, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I think one of the tricky things that has been sort of a best practice for us is we try to take a really simple set of programs and just make them as amazing as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. So the short answer is we're really excited about launching another service. We're really excited about getting people into life groups. We're really excited about helping them feel super engaged on their yeah. teams, like they're getting to use their gifts and lead in the capacity that God made them. Mm -hmm. And those are just really simple things, but over a couple of years of like loving people, empowering them, praying with them, they feel like the footprint of our campus is mm. really huge. And the capacity of our teams is very large. So yeah, I think we're feeling like we're going to keep growing these kind of core capacities that we all have invested in. And I don't know what, what else am I missing there, but I feel like the ecosystem at our campus is really thriving yeah. and coming, being like fully out of the pandemic. I think this fall we're ready to watch it kind of take on its own yeah. Holy spirit momentum and watch people love each other. I got one thing I want to plug here in a minute that ties this together, but I want to hear what you guys think. What's on the horizon for us that, yeah, I think one of the cool things about uh, volunteers, sorry, my phone's on silent, but um, is we is seeing the next step of them becoming volunteers. I have mm -hmm. recently had some of our my main volunteers become leaders, like in a leadership role, and mm -hmm. seeing them take on caring for people, them taking on some of the behind the scenes, like planning center stuff, and. You know, the other day I got called from one of our, one of our, Caitlin, shout out to Caitlin. She calls me, he's like, hey, can you come open the church? I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, oh, I'm going to train some people for lights, which I was like completely unaware of. It's amazing mm -hmm. to see them kind of taking on that next thing awesome. and, yeah. and then seeing those people want to also take that next step. I think especially moving into three services, we're going to need for sure more help. And yeah, and seeing there's like, there's. Yeah, they're growing. Uh, not just there to do something on weekend, but they're really a big part of what we're doing as a church. And so I love that moving forward for them. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way of saying what I was trying to say, which is <laughs> I think the ministries have stayed the same, but they've gotten deeper. Yeah. 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 The layers of leadership and investment have gotten a lot yeah. deeper because Junior's just amazing to work with. So are all the other staff. So that's really been yeah. our focus, I yeah. think, for the past three plus years is how do we keep building in the layers of depth and relationship? Yeah. And I love what you just said, because it's, um, <clears throat> I think about our ministry, it's a really good entry point to, I mean, connections as well as the weekday ops, like just for folks to start getting into ministry, but as they take on more and more, and I think of, um, that's, I mean, that's how I 
became on staff. Mm-hmm. I started as a volunteer mm-hmm. and I got deeper and took took on more. I mean, that's how we found Sally. Sally is, yep. I mean, she was a volunteer who first just did some kids, then she took on a leadership role. And um, God is just, if you let, if you trust him, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll help yeah. you do what you think you can't do. It's yeah. <laughs> a great way of saying that's it. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. So one thing that brings people together from across all of these stories is something we did last year called Dad Lab, mm. which was 8.30 to 9.45 p.m. Tuesday nights on Zoom. And that's the only time dads are available. And some of it was reading leadership books, family system books, but a lot of it was just sharing. Mm. And then now we get to watch them all know and love each other in, in the lobby. So watching these guys like c- hug each other in the lobby and then go in and participate in worship. Uh, I think maybe we'll keep doing Dad Lab, but one of the real gifts at our campus is watching people get to know and love each other. Yeah. yeah. And then experience all these ministries alongside each other. Like they're in this environment that Abigail built, and then they come into the auditorium and we get to sing based on the team that Junior helped build. And mm-hmm. um, watching those guys that I got to see get to know each other and share in ways dads don't always get to, and then go to church together and thrive in this ecosystem mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus used these amazing people to build. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So a highlight for me is watching the dad lab dads be like, hey, across the <laughs> lobby, then big, awkward man hug. Yes. and. Yeah. Very cool. I have so. to tell a like related story. I remember coming back from the pandemic and a woman who had been part of San Mateo Pioneers, she walks in through the door and like all these people from Connections are saying, Hello, welcome, welcome. And she's like, I don't know a single person. Welcome to you. But she was just so flabbergasted to see all these people who felt like this was their home, welcoming her who had been there for like 15 years, 10 or 15 years. And I think this idea with your dad lab, people who are newer in the community and have volunteered or stepped up or become included are now, they're the campus and they're bringing more people and it's just growing as a family. Yeah. The history of the San Mateo campus is so fun because it's 15 years old. And for the first five years, I think organizationally, they were certain it was not going to survive. Mm. It was under 200 people. They had five campus pastors in five years. And so the the pioneers, there's Mm -hmm. so few of them because Mm -hmm. that was like, you know, barely making it era of our campus. Mm -hmm. And so the ones that maybe... Some of them like lived in Menlo Park and said, I'll drive up there for a season and then I'm going to go back to the Menlo Park campus. Sometimes those ones come visit and they're like, I had, look what God did. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no other wow. explanation than yes. God was good to this bunch mm-hmm. because it got off to an inauspicious start and <laughs> no one believed it was good work. So mm-hmm. yeah, kind of amazing to yeah. inherit the heritage of that faith. And yeah, that is fun. amazing. Well, thanks so much, everyone. This is super fun. I'll pray for our time, if that's all right. And then, yeah. Okay, cool. God, thank you so much for the San Mateo campus. Thank you for each staff member. Thank you for those that call um, San Mateo home. God, and thank you for those that will call San Mateo home. Hmm. God, we're hopeful and we're expectant that um, you will continue the amazing work that you're doing in us and through us at that campus. And I just pray for those um, that are involved now. God, I pray that they could also feel the same excitement that I'm feeling towards um, the future of this campus, God, and I pray that that future would be infectious um, mm-hmm. to all those uh, in in San Mateo and maybe those that want to drive in and experience it as well. Mm-hmm. 
God. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, thank you for the staff. Thank you for the volunteers. And thank you for people that are saying, oh, you know what? I might just try it this weekend. So God, we give this uh, campus to you. Thank you so much. Pass in your name. Amen. 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 First right. things first. Oh. Right in the middle. Dude, why'd you wow. have me bring hats? I thought we were going to, you're such a hat person. I thought we were going to do a hat bit. Oh. But it didn't work. I wanted to see you and Jenny compare hats. how you look in the same hat. That would have been fun. Bye, everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were done. <laughs>